Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stolen Droids Podcast. I'm Zana. I'm Zook. And uh, you're sick. You're pulling a shimmy on us. I, I'm still sick, yeah. I got the Concred. Um, Are we sure it's Concred now? Because that stuff usually works itself out of your system by now. See, I don't know, because Colin said he was still sick last night, too. So, maybe he gave me some, like, super Concred. Uh, maybe you guys should just stop making out. Uh, well, you know, there is that, but... <laughs> like, don't try and change me, man. <laughs> You're not my supervisor anymore, Zook. <laughs> All right, well, um, it is episode number 283 for the week of September 12th, which means, of course, we're recording this exceedingly late, the evening of September 11th. Almost on September 12th. Almost on September 12th, right, right. So uh, you will uh, see this uploaded to the site almost immediately after uh, we've finished recording it. We've got to stop doing this. We really do, and it's not for lack of trying, but I got to be honest, on Thursday when we were going to record, I was asleep at 8 o'clock because I was just so sick. You old man. We'll see. Well. And, and I feel bad because we were supposed to record last night, Saturday night, but Microsoft announced a free weekend of Overwatch. So if you have an Xbox One and you wanted to try out Overwatch, they'd let you play it for the weekend for free. So Schmitty and Dr. Dr. Squishy and I all hopped on to play. As I would probably do, too. And it was... Um, yeah. Instead, I, I watched football last night, I, sports ball, you know. I'm not really sure out. what everyone's always going on about with Overwatch. It it's, seems fun, but I, it's achieved like nearly straight-up cult status. Yeah, it it has, and I, I don't know. Is it because it's a, a Blizzard game? Is Possibly. Is that what it really boils down to? They've got so much goodwill built up from WoW. I think it's the character design. And we got to see some of those at Salt Lake Comic Con. The guys over at Geek Factor Radio all dressed up as Overwatch characters. And now that I've actually played the game, I actually recognized who they were. Nice. Yeah. That was very, very cool. Um, no, good characters. Just, eh. So, sorry, everyone. We pushed off recording another night just so I could play, go, eh, with the game. So you can play video games. Now, speaking of the guys at Geek Factor Radio, we should probably uh, pay homage to our sponsors. Homage, homage, yes, no. Uh, pay tribute is actually the correct term there. Yes, uh, <laughs> our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com, WP Cycle Web Hosting, Radio KSCR, Geek Factor Radio, Eagle Moss Limited, and by listeners like you. Yes, thank you for being a listener like you. WKGB Boston. It. <laughs> we appreciate y'all just once i'd like to say that this episode of stolen droids is brought to you by the national science foundation wouldn't that be awesome we could it wouldn't be true but we still could we're brought to you by the national science foundation <laughs> and by arthur's fist the by generous grants by viewers like you yes. listeners um so this week not a lot happened uh it of course was iphone week and there was a lot of iPhone news that came out this week. Yeah, almost Holy like a press God. conference was was announced you or something. You would think, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, before we get into that, though, we did get a message on our Facebook feed. Um, who was this? Was this Nathan? I think it was Kyle. Kyle. All you fans look alike. Um, <laughs> wow, racism. <laughs> it's okay. They're not real people. <laughs> 
And there go our three listeners that we have left. I'm kidding, guys. You know I base my entire value as a human being based on how much you guys like me. Um, but no, he uh, he sent us a little thing that we should talk about. Uh, what, what is this? It's called the fidget. Yeah, it's like some Kickstarter for what, a fidget widget. I I don't know. What, I don't what's know. really I interesting is what it's called. I actually saw this. Before he posted it to our, this is not a kind of a, I heard it before it was famous, but I saw this probably on Facebook and said, well, that seems kind of interesting. That that really is an interesting little tool. And then maybe a half hour later, we got that link from him and he, I'll bet you he also saw it on Facebook. Yeah, I actually saw it as well before he posted it. And so when he posted it, I'm like, okay, nice. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with this. Yeah. Now, now it's a, it's a Kickstarter. Um, he is backing it and other people are welcome to back it as well. But if you're the type of person who likes to fidget or, or even not necessarily likes to fidget, you just do fidget. It's a, if you're a pen clicker or a Jimmy leg shaker or a what? not Jimmy's, not Jimmy's leg, but like if you got the Jimmy leg. Oh, okay. I'm like, what, what are you doing to Jimmy's leg? Yeah. Don't do anything to Jimmy's leg. Unless of course, Jimmy likes you to do things. To Hi James. Leg. Nice to meet you. Let me just shake your leg here a little bit. <laughs> but so, um, when I was a kid, I had a worry stone, you know, it's just one of those little shaped stones with a little groove in there that you could just kind of run your finger through. Um, other kids I knew would flip pens. They'd sit there and they'd click their pen and flip it around their thumb. I could never figure that out, but I wanted to, cause it looked so cool. Uh, and then of course, Boris from golden. I did it. And, then I knew I had to learn. I still haven't figured it out. Other people will roll coins back and forth over the knuckles. Just everyone has their own little thing. This little device is built to do all of them. There's a toggle switch. There's kind of a worry stone depression area. There's a part where you can like, there's like a scroll wheel built into it. Uh, there's a few more toggles. There's each facet of the thing has your vice for lack of a better term. Yes. And this is really a cool idea. But at the same time, I personally would never use it because I've spent the last 20 years doing everything I could to work all my fidgets out. Yeah, I thought about that because it just kind of encourages you to do those things which tend to really annoy other people. Well, and that's not to say I don't have things that annoy a lot of people. As an IT professional, I typically will, you'll see me talking to myself when I get into a project, when I'm doing something, I actually explain what it is I'm doing to myself out loud as I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, and I know that's annoying to people around me. So in a way that's kind of my fidget now, but I don't do it all the time and it leaves my hands free. Uh huh. So I, I, I don't know. This is a cool idea. And if you think it's something that you would like, by all means, check it out. Yeah. I think for, 19 bucks or something you can get in or 15 bucks you can start to get in on it so yeah so it's a kind of a cool cool thing but yeah like i said it tends to be a little bit of something that pisses everyone off now if you're not careful and you do the right amount of fidgets in the right order the right sequence of it you'll actually unlock the fidget widget and the hellraiser will come out so yeah so good luck with that yeah be warned of the puzzle. Um, into a follow-up from last week. And this is kind of funny because we released the episode a day late. We say we, I, I released the episode a day late. So it came out on Tuesday morning. And we recorded Sunday night, just like we're doing now. And Monday, 
in the 36 hours between when we finished recording and when I released the episode, ITT Tech went out of business. Yeah, that didn't take long, did it? No, it really didn't. Um, and it shouldn't be surprising considering, well, I don't know, what's a for-profit school to do? When they can't get government money. And they're too expensive for normal people to pay out of their own pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's really funny is, um, you know, we talk about John Oliver on this show every once in a while. Occasionally we, we bring his name up in regards to journalism or we'll have a favorite um, I like him, but I don't like his style of comedy. Zoner, you've mentioned that you don't care for him or his style of comedy, but you like the points he makes. I he yeah, it really kind of pisses me off <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that the guy is he's doing the job that other people should be doing. Right, right. Uh, no one likes the abrasive know-it-all who points out all the little facts that you really wish didn't exist. But there serves a purpose for that person in society. We need them. He actually did an episode a couple of weeks ago on charter schools. And while this seems like I'm just grasping at straws, a charter school, if you're not familiar with the term, is essentially a for-profit school for K through 12. Yes. My kids actually go to one. Yeah. And there and are I, many good ones. There's a lot that I like, a lot about it that I like, but I feel like I'm constantly getting nickel and dimed by them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to like, and there's a lot of good ones, but I would say that easily for every good one, there's two to three bad ones. Yeah. And it seems to be, that's the way it is with all for-profit education. So does this surprise me? Not at all. It surprises me that it took us this long to get to it. Yeah. Next, I think the next administration should, should go after predatory, uh, price jacking on college educations in general. Well, you know, I think a lot of that has to do, though, with the federal money that's involved. Schools see that and they can get them. They know that they can get money. So why not charge it? You know? Well, it's not just that. It's also, hey, um, I'm a professor. I've been a professor here at this university now for 20 years. I should get, get getting paid more than I was 20 years ago. Well, other than cost of living, what are you doing now that's more than 20 years ago? You're still teaching the same amount of students. Yeah. But to keep people, to keep talent, they have to keep paying them more and more and more. My favorite, though, is when the professor writes a book. And makes you buy it. And makes you buy it. And and then doesn't use it. And then that is one of the books that doesn't get used in their course that is a required purchase for you to make and it's not just like some cheap 30 or 40 dollar book it's like some 300 dollar book yeah uh, i i my most expensive book ever was 350 dollars and it was encyclopedia on biomedical engineering we didn't we never used it it was brand new and they wouldn't buy it back at the end of the year because they had just changed editions yeah that's such a scam or when they have like the school exclusive edition which says, like, in my case, Weber State University on the cover. Weber State University edition on the cover. Exact same book as every other school, but you have to buy it from the school bookstore. And they only carry new books because they're not going to buy back a used book that's six months old. Why would they do that? Yeah, yeah. They've got a new version out. We have digressed on a wild tangent here, but it's we fa- have, but it's fun. The fact is it, that uh, it's just a matter of time before all this is finally brought into line. And then everyone freaks out about the government getting involved where they shouldn't have to. I, 
kind of just think they shouldn't have gotten involved to begin with. But I know. Who am, who am I to say? I know. You're just an idiot with a microphone. Um, you know what idiots with microphones do? We evidently develop, buy, and use USB thumb drives that can melt computers. That's insane, too, by the way. Uh, so we've seen things like this before. USB sticks that go on and immediately wipe hard drives or whatnot. Um, however, this one's a little bit different. This is a USB stick. It's only a proof of concept right now. It's pocket size. It looks like a thumb drive. Yeah. Um, it plugs into a USB slot. It takes power from the USB slot, stores it in its capacitors, and then discharges it all back into the USB port. Which cooks your computer, basically. Yeah. Now, okay, well, why do I want to do that to my computer? Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. You're not thinking long-term enough. Guess what else has USB ports? TVs? Scanning devices in grocery stores? Um, security consoles at the airport, heck health monitors at hospitals have USB ports. The U in USB stands for universal, meaning it can be used for anything. And it has been over the last 25 years. The USB port has made its way everywhere. Even if it is not user operable, it's there. Yep. Yeah. I've got, I've had routers. I've had, external hard drives, all sorts of devices that have a quote-unquote non-functioning USB port, yet it's still a USB port, and you plug it in, and you could cook the device. Now, I I understand why you might want something like this if you are doing shady, shady dealings or whatever, and you need to quickly flee your flee the premises and leave no recoverable data behind. So you just cook everything. But I mean, then you get into the whole hard drives and I mean, all sorts of other stuff. So I can kind of see where this technology would be handy. But you know that the person that came up with it is just like, it's like spawn of Satan that came up with this. It's, it's like, like, what it's like some little kid can who I thought, unleash? Hmm. Plugging a fork into my outlet. Well, that blew the breaker of the house and nearly melted the wall. I'll bet you I could build a device that does that on demand and charge people money for it. Well, it why doesn't would, hurt me. Why would I do that? Oh, I could say it's a security attack. Is your home prone to unprotected fork attack? <laughs> you just get forked, man. You get so forked. The, the truth is, is that um, hardened computer systems that are used in things like this have a variety of ways of protecting against unvectored uh, attacks from USB ports. Uh, if they need to bug out quickly, there are computer systems that will explode, that will yeah. self-detonate. There are ones that have built-in magnetons who will just fry the innards up. There's all sorts of different ones. What I really see this is, is just some mad scientist who thought, hey, I could do this. And I could also, and you'll see lower in the article, charge a fee to see if your computer is vulnerable to electrical attacks. Michael, like, well, how are you going to do that? By frying the computer? And if it fries, well, then yes, it's vulnerable. Sorry, by the way, it's also destroyed. Well, they they do have, they sell it for about 50 euros, which is $56 uh, US. And then they've got a test shield for another $16. 
which makes me wonder if you buy a test shield, couldn't you just like put it in and keep it there so that you're no longer vulnerable? Or is it one of those things that it will self-destruct after <laughs> after being used once? Is it like a computer condom? Ooh, lambskin. It's okay, <laughs> sweetie. Don't worry. I got a uh, I got a test shield. But I mean, Apple has voluntarily protected their hardware, so I mean, not every device is vulnerable to this. But I just see this as like pure evil. This is like. Could you imagine some high school kids getting their hands on some of these and just going through the high school computer lab and just being complete jerks and, and nuking every computer in the lab? Guess what? My computer is also not protected against sandwich attack. You could shove a sandwich into the CD-ROM and it's just it's just gone. There's nothing you can do. I'm not buying something. I'm not buying myself a sandwich-proof CD-ROM or DVD, sorry, Blu-ray drive. Wow. I think you should. There's there's my now, age. Now I know just how to attack your computer. Sandwiches, man. They're Peanut the hacker's tools. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. Snowden hasn't released most of those files. You, I'll bet you money there's like ranch dressing in the NSA's toolbox. Probably. You pour some Italian vinaigrette onto a keyboard, boom, instant access to everything. <laughs> right before it shorts out and dies. Of course. Uh, speaking of shorting out, exploding, and general mayhem, the FAA has, and this is kind of a follow-up from last week, the FAA has advised travelers to not bring their Samsung Note 7s onto flights. It hasn't gone out to and banned them, just simply warned them saying it is not advisable. Please don't bring your bomb on our plane. <laughs> now, the problem with this is is, is many-fold. One, we talked about this last week. Um, it's not an insignificant amount of Note 7s that have been showing the problems. But even worse is the fact that you can turn it off. It doesn't matter. It's not when it's drawing power. It's whenever it has a battery present. And yes. two, you can't remove the battery. So the battery is always present. So if, and I have to stress if you have one with a faulty battery, you will not know when it's about to happen and there's nothing you can do to prevent it. Now, granted, we haven't heard any updated numbers. We haven't heard. Um, last week, we talked about how Samsung was acknowledging that 24 units out of every million, uh, which is just a negligible percentage, but still a percentage. Um, we haven't heard if that's been changed. But... I don't know. Samsung, for their part, has said that they are expediting shipments of corrected hardware that no longer has this problem out as fast as possible to everyone. And really, I um, let's put it this way. The Note 7 is banking on the success of the Galaxy S7, which Zoner has and I have. Zoner, why did you get the S7? Um... Because T-Mobile didn't have any of the Nexus devices. <laughs> but no, Samsung's a good quality brand. I've had a Samsung phone before. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I mean... You're, you're I saying a lot Samsung of nice fridge. answers, but let's be I, honest. A big, a big reason was the quote-unquote joke you used right at the beginning. Because they didn't have the Nexus? Yeah. That that was a huge factor. Yeah. That wasn't a joke. That was a huge factor. Why did I get the S7? Oh, well, they were running a promotion, two for one, and I got a free year of Netflix and a $100 gift certificate. 
wow, I only got the two for one. Yeah. I got screwed. Yeah. Well, guess what? They were running that for like a month and a half. And it didn't matter the phone wasn't even out yet or that it was backordered and I wouldn't get my phone for another two weeks. Yeah, I jumped at it. Are you kidding? Yeah. A, a top-end phone with all these perks and bells and whistles with the greatest camera I've ever used and it's waterproof. It has all the features I want and I can get two of them for the price of one. Well, what yeah. happens if now the Note 7 has the same two-for-one thing going, has all the same promotions, but, oh, by the way, it's not in stock anymore, and we need the one that you did get. We need it back because it may explode and kill you. And but, but don't worry. We'll get you a new phone eventually. You know, I thought about that. I, I was thinking about that earlier today, and I wonder if this is just an issue with the battery or if it's an issue with the phone itself or whatever the case may be, are they just going to swap out a part and then ship them all back out again? Or are they going to just scrap this entire line of defective, potentially defective devices? You know, I don't know. That is an interesting question, but I I think this is going to hurt the note seven long-term, not because it's a bad phone, but because if we're being perfectly honest, we're consumers are fickle. I really want the Note 7, but you know what? It wasn't in stock when I went there, and I wanted a new phone then. I had the money then. I got the new LG V20, and I like it perfectly well. Yeah. I mean, you've got your Samsung fanboys that are going to hold out, but I think think you're right on the money. People are not going to sit around and wait for for, uh, supply to meet the demand. They're going to take the demand elsewhere. Yeah, we want our phone. We want it now. It's yeah, the, we're not the, Apple people here. It's the instant gratification thing going on there. Um, yeah. Well, and that's the same reason that people will pay through the nose for the new iPhone or the new Apple Watch or whatever the case may be as soon as it's released so that they can have it right now. Uh, even if they haven't been released or even announced yet, which is what happened to Amazon this last week. Yeah, that was kind of awesome, wasn't it? So the iPhone 7 was set to be announced. There was a new um, Apple developer conference happening, and Amazon kind of jumped the gun and released a new sale on iPhone 7 cases, accessories, headphones, all this awesome stuff, but it hadn't even been announced yet. Yeah, they jumped the gun by, what, a few hours, I think. Well, they're not the only one. Apple also released a tweet. (laughs) Apple tweeted out about the new iPhone before the iPhone had even been announced. And then retroactively went and deleted not just that tweet, but like nearly every tweet that account had ever done. (laughs) You know, the funny thing about that is is Apple is so tight-lipped when it comes to product leaks like this. Which is good. On one hand, but dumb on the other hand, because it's not like we didn't know what it was coming out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but it, it's it's one thing if I'm going to give an analog because, you know, I'm like Jesus. I talk in similes. Um, it's the difference between J.J. Abrams saying, I don't want any Star Wars leaks. I don't want people to know what happens in this film. I want it to be a surprise. I want it to be, I want them to just be amazed when they first see it versus I'm not telling you what movie this is. I'm not I'm, yes. I'm not telling you the title, I'm not telling you its setting or who's acting in it or even that I am working on a movie. For all you know, I'm at home playing Overwatch. 
Because it was free Xbox Weekend. It was free Xbox Weekend, and I'm not working on a movie. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. I'm not saying. But I still expect you to show up this December and fill the movie theater. Yeah. It's like there's a there's a level of expectation there. It's like, look, Apple, we know you're working on an, on an iPhone. What else are you doing? Well, the interesting thing about it is it's not like we don't know they're working on an iPhone because they're so innovative with mm-hmm. what they do, you know, and nobody ever knows what to expect from such an innovative company such as Apple. Yeah. Um, let's go into the iPhone 7, shall we? Sure. Because I've got a hit list for this device. Okay. <laughs> So they have announced the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. Okay. Uh, it will start at six. The 7 will start at $650 uh, and it will launch with 32 gigs of RAM. They're doing away with 16 gigs. And I have some mixed feelings on that. But overall, I understand it. That makes sense. Um, there are also 128 gigs and 256 gig versions. Which is interesting that they skipped the 64, but Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was odd, too. Yeah. I, I thought that was odd. It's like, okay, you got 32. I mean, I get going away from 16 because by the time you've got, you know, your OS and everything else on there and all the bloatware, you're down to about 8 gig, maybe, if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. So I can understand doing away with the 16, but where's the 64 gig? I mean, and 256 that's that's a lot. Well, l- l- let me finish up here. Uh, the Plus will start with 32 gigs at $770. I should be surprised at that. Honestly, I'm not. When you consider that the Note 7 is close to $800, this is what top-end phones cost now. So yeah. I'm not at all surprised by that. No hate from me, Apple. You know, that makes sense. But yeah, no, what you're talking about with the memory, 16 gigs doesn't make sense anymore. Even though Apple, and not just Apple, but everyone has been pushing more to the streaming model. Well, look, you don't need your hard drive on your phone for all this music anymore. You just stream everything. You stream YouTube, you stream Netflix, you stream Pandora, you know, Spotify, everything. Yep. But apps have grown bigger because the capabilities of the phone have grown so much. The apps that run it, that run on it, are so much bigger. Yeah, I've got multiple games that are over a gig apiece, which pisses me off, to be honest with you. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, photos are huge now. Most phones, most top-end phones, can capture 4K video, which is no slouch. Yeah. That's incredibly huge. Um, it's just kind of interesting to me, though, that uh, we're at that point. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's run down the iPhone 7 specs here before I eviscerate it, shall we? NFC, like we know it should. IP67 certified. That means it's dust and water resistant. It can fall into the tub or fall into the sink or, let's be honest, likely the toilet. Um, And it won't immediately get water in it. It has stereo speakers, downward-facing speakers. We'll get into that in a moment. It takes a nano SIM, as most top-end phones do now. Uh, 4.7-inch screen. So still not quite up there with the Androids, but they don't really care. It's running a 1334 by 750 uh, resolution. Actually, flip that because, of course, a phone is in landscape. Um, New fancy glass, 12 megapixel back camera, 7 megapixel front. um, Has a much longer battery life than previous ones. Fingerprint sensor. um, 
Yeah. Now let's get into everything that is horribly stupid about this phone. The headphone jack. It doesn't exist. At all. And people are really kind of losing their minds about that one. We have some Apple fans who listen. And I understand being true to a brand because the brand has treated you well. I get that. But at a certain point... You have to objectively sit back and say, are they just feeding me crap now? There's brand loyalty. There's there's the ability to go, okay, you know what? I like Toyota. Toyota has always treated me well. All my Toyotas have always gotten a good return, a good resale value. They last forever. They're engineered, you know, within a, millim- within a half millimeter. Um, they're just unbelievable cars. Yeah, the interior hasn't been updated in a while compared to some... American manufacturers, but it's still a Toyota. It's still high quality. Oh, and the new 2017 Toyota's coming out, and um, oh, they uh, they outsourced the making of it to uh, to Peugeot, so it's no longer Toyota engineered. Well, if that was your whole reason behind using it, why are you still using it? Back in the day, Apple really built their success with the iPhone and the app store with iTunes. iTunes could manage your music. iTunes could manage nearly lossless audio. And the earbuds that came with iPhones were surprisingly good for how small they were. And the fact that they gave them to you with the phone. Yeah. That, that people that didn't used to happen. Apple, they pioneered that. Okay, up until only a couple of years ago, most Android phones still didn't come with headphones. Now they all do, don't they? Now they all do, yeah. And many of them still aren't as good as the old Apple earbuds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but look, our phone, you can go online and immediately buy lossless quality tracks or high-end MP3 tracks. You can listen to FLAC, you can listen to H.264 or 263. We have our own proprietary audio, M4A, that has a higher compression, but doesn't lose as much bit rate. And suddenly, iTunes and the iPhone became the it phone for audiophiles and people who thought they were audiophiles. Okay? And this has continued, even into the present day, where suddenly... No one's using iTunes because everyone hates it. Everyone is streaming their music now. And now they've done away with the headphone jack. But they've given you stereo speakers. Downward firing stereo speakers. This is going to sound like I'm nitpicking here. Zoner, how far apart are your ears? Dude, I don't know. How how big of a head do I have? Mine's pretty big. I'd say my ears are probably eight inches apart. Maybe more. I don't know. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, about eight inches apart. Okay. How wide is an iPhone? Not eight inches. Not eight inches. So how much of a difference are you really going to notice from two speakers that happen to be two and a half inches apart? Not a lot of spatial reasoning going on in that sound. Not to mention the fact they're downward facing. So as soon as you turn your phone sideways to watch this movie, you know, like a normal human being, suddenly your stereo speakers are shooting out to the left or the right. 
So yes. that, that stereo sound is now coming in only through one side. Yeah. Also, they're not front-firing speakers, so you still have to do the retarded hand-cupping maneuver that is 2016 and somehow we're all still doing, even us with our S7s. Yeah, I was just thinking that that's like the next logical step for an iPhone user when it fires out the bottom. You've got to put your hand there and bounce the sound off. Well, no, because they're releasing the iHand. It's a $19 accessory you can use. Is it? Yes. Um, (laughs) It comes in white, though. Black will never be released. So that's a stupid feature. And furthermore, if you are any kind of audiophile, you do not listen to your your music through the loudspeaker on your phone. You know, there have been very few phones. I think the HTC... uh, The One. one The HTC One one had their boom sound speakers. I think that's the only one that I can think of that did not have that tinny, horrible sound coming out of the speakers. I actually went and bought every one of my kids an external speaker to plug into their headphone jack uh, so that they could... Listen to music without me wanting to punch a hole through their phone Yeah, because of the horrible sound quality. Now, to its credit, Apple is releasing a new type of earbud called the AirPods. They are similar to what you'd expect Apple to release for earbuds, but they're wireless. They're not Bluetooth. They are proprietary. You can only buy them from Apple. They use a proprietary bandwidth frequency uh, and a W1 audio processing chip. They are the and they're what 160 bucks. 160 bucks a pair. By the way, I would expect these to get lost very quickly. Here is the rage for this. Okay, this and again, I I realize this sounds nitpicky, but. Apple people, you've built your entire brand on nitpicking the differences and the nuances and how much better Apple is because of them. So I'm going to crucify you by them. The 3.5 millimeter headphone jack has been around for 40 years. I can take any headphones with that jack and plug them into any device with that jack. And guess what? It just works always works and even though it's a simple design and it's an ancient design by electrical terms you can process more information over that wired connection than you ever will be able to over wireless because it's an analog signal sure there's range issues sure you could cut the cord sure you could break the jack sure it's kind of inconvenient to have a cable between you and whatever it is you're listening to. I get all those things, and they're all valid concerns. I have Bluetooth headphones. I love how wireless they are. Yeah, I'm the same way. But I haven't used wire. I, the only wired headphones I actually use, I can also use Bluetooth. I've got a pair of Beats headphones. Right, and that's but the new I prefer to use. Yeah, I prefer to use the cord for them just because then I don't need to worry about making sure they're charged. I only use them on airplanes when I travel, so yeah. I mean, not a big deal. Bluetooth compresses uh, audio to transport it. Bluetooth takes battery. Bluetooth can lag behind video. Yes. All wireless compresses. So that lossless audio that you're so happy you have on your phone, you're not getting lossless sound anymore because it's being compressed. Even worse, because it's a proprietary headset technology, you can now only buy headphones from Apple. Yeah, you could go and buy some Bluetooth headsets, 
they'll still work, but you're still running into the same problem. Or you can use Apple's own Lightning Port 2 headphone adapter that they'll sell you for $9. But by the way, you can't charge your device and listen to anything over the headphones at the same time. Now, a company did come out with a splitter, I guess, so you can charge and use your headphones at the same time. However, that's like 40 bucks. I can't wait to see how quickly Apple shuts that down. Oh, you know it's coming. You know it's going to come. Here's my big rage issue, okay? I've been leading up for, to it for a while, probably taking too long, and I apologize if you really didn't want to hear about Apple. But they had the <laughs> audacity during their press conference to say, you know what? why we moved away from this? Courage. It takes courage to move away from the standard and to move off into a brave new direction that we know you want. I'm paraphrasing the rest of that, but they really did say this took courage. No, you didn't run into a burning building. You did not pull someone from a car in an accident. You did away with an industry standard so you could charge more for an adapter and make people buy your headphones for a ridiculous sum of money. All on the hope that you could get them to just choke it down on the promise that it's still somehow better. But the thing is, people will choke it down because in their mind it is better because Apple is better. And that's what really pisses me off is that despite all this, despite that outright lie, they'll still do just fine with it. Yeah, I mean, you think about Android devices. A lot of them are very expensive devices. Well, let's be yeah. fair. All high-end electronics are now. For better or for worse, we'll, we'll leave that discussion for a totally different time. But you're right. Yeah, all of them are. But you look at the Apple, and, and not everybody in the Apple community, but a lot of people in the Apple community still see Android as ghetto, low-end low end devices that are just cheap, disposable pieces of crap. And yeah, you do have that in the Android world. But for the good stuff, it's, I mean, I dare say, and that's why I'm an, an Android guy, that it's better than what Apple's been churning out for the last five years, at least. Mm -hmm. Now, we've already started to see some apologists come forward. Well, Apple had to get rid of the headphone jack because they needed room for the stereo speakers. Oh, you mean the stereo speakers no one wants? Okay, that's awesome. Well, they had to get rid of the headphone jack because it was too hard to waterproof. You know, if they had had the headphone jack in there that couldn't be IP67 certified. Um, the S7 has a headphone jack and is IP68 certified, which is the difference between water-resistant and waterproof. And Androids have had headphone jacks and been water-resistant for four years. So try again. Yeah. Oh, it's just not really a feasible thing anymore. It's not as good as wireless. Well, I just eviscerated that. So you have a phone... That's the same speed as Android, that takes pictures about the same as Android, that can't play audio anymore as well as it once could, and is in every way the equivalent of a mid-level Android phone. What's with the premium again? Apple. This is where I'm saying your brand loyalty can only go so far, people. Well, it's like back in the day with the Sony tax. Anybody who's been in the tech world for any substantial amount of time, like you and I have, is familiar with the Sony tax. And for those who aren't, uh, basically back in the day, you would pay a premium because it was a Sony product. And, you know, that happens with a lot of stuff now. I think we're at the point now where it's the Apple tax. Mm -hmm. It's no longer about getting something that's better. You're paying for the name. 
And we all know how well that's worked out for Sony. They just sold their headquarters. Yeah, yeah. Now, I love one of the tweets that somebody threw out. Uh, Richard Hay uh, is at WinOBS on Twitter. It said, Courage is buying the $159 Apple AirPods and then going home to tell your spouse what you bought and for how much. I, I think that that sums up this Apple event perfectly. I, I love the, uh, there was another tweet and I forget who did it. I saw that you liked it already. It was like another iPhone and still no room for Jack, even though there's plenty of room right there. And they'd Photoshopped that scene from Titanic with Rose and Jack in the water. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and Rose is laying on an iPhone seven and Jack is just freezing to death. It's the second time they did it. Yeah. Second time there was no room for Jack. Um, so moving off of that, and you can send all your, uh, your Apple-filled hate mail to us, feedback at com. We'll read it. I, I have often said that I really like the look of Apple devices and their hardware, but let's be honest, I think their look is the only thing they have unique anymore. Um, LG. I think, it's, I think it's the only thing they've had unique for years. Yeah. Uh, LG announced their V20. We mentioned that this might be a possibility coming up here, and I am quite happy to say that evidently they learned from the debacle that was the G5, and the V20 is a nice, true return to form, uh, where Apple has no headphone jack. Uh, LG kind of said, screw it, we're going to put a headphone jack in there, and we're going to put a high-end audio processor. Uh, You remember that ridiculously priced Sony Walkman? That we yes. talked, yeah. It's the same audio processor in this phone that's like half as much. Nice. Yeah, it has the back-mounted fingerprint sensor and button. Has the cameras that LG made really good with the G4 and kind of with the G5. Uh, it's just all around awesome. It's hardened. It's mil-spec certified with dust and water. It is pretty much. I don't know if they planned it this way. I honestly don't know how much in the industry different companies let each other know about what's happening. But if LG knew about the iPhone 7 coming out, this is LG's basically kicking the teeth to Apple. You know, in my experience, uh, having worked in beta testing and whatnot for as long as I did, I think that they try very hard to keep things secret from one another. It doesn't mean they're successful. It doesn't mean they're successful, but I cannot imagine that the LG was really where I mean we've been hearing about the death of the headphone jack for a while now so it probably didn't come as a big surprise but I think that their timing was just just nice yeah um this is a nice 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 phone in fact there's an additional feature in here that I'm actually kind of surprised about um and I hope to see more manufacturers follow suit in the the rear facing camera when you record video it has steady record well, that's no big deal, okay? Digital cameras and camcorders and whatnot have had steady cam features forever. Well, this one does it by using the phone's onboard gyroscopic sensor to know what it is you're doing with the phone and compensate the video to match. That's just... That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, they have the laser focus. They have phase detection, which I don't even know what that is, but it just sounds futuristic. And it has a removable battery. You know, that is one thing that I am really missing with phones lately is a removable battery. Yeah. Um, the only reason I don't care as much about the fact that I no longer have a removable battery because I have fast wireless charging. I basically place it down on my desk at work. It's charging. I pick it back up 10 minutes later. I can end the day. It's still like 90% charge. 
And see, I think that the reason I'm able to get around it, like I used to not be able to, is because I don't root the crap and flash different ROMs and all sorts of stuff on my phones anymore. That's true, too. There's just no need for it. I mean... And the fact I've been banned from Pokemon Go probably is helping my battery life substantially. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But when I was constantly flashing a new ROM on my phone every other week and... You know, I'd constantly have to pull the battery because I'd, I'd lock up at some point in the process and I'd have to pull the battery and do a hard reset that way. So, And it turns yeah. out installing all your apps at once and restoring user data actually is pretty CPU intensive. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Um, looking to the future, Sony, you know, we did mention the Sony tax just a moment ago. They announced the PlayStation 4 Pro. What do you need to know about the Pro 4 or 4 Pro? Not much, except for the fact that it upscales existing content to be more 4K compatible and can handle 4K games. Also, HDR games. And that confuses me greatly, and I'll get into why here in a moment. First off, 4K. No surprise, it's the future of entertainment. Okay, Uh, When we went down to CES years ago, everything was 4K, 8K. Everything was. And we're still seeing it very slowly roll out. It's now on all phones. Your computer's been capable of 4K for years, though maybe not gaming in 4K, but even that's starting to pick up now. Well, most video games still aren't 4K compatible just because the huge amount of processing powers, and, and I'm sorry, I just contradicted myself. I mean console games. PC games are now becoming 4K compatible. Console games still mostly aren't just because of the sheer computing power. The PlayStation 4 Pro looks to bridge that, so it'll take 4K games and display them perfectly, and existing games that currently render at 1080, or maybe even 2K, it will upscale them to look better. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, it is. It's superfluous right now, because most people don't have 4K TVs, but that's not really the point. (laughs) you know i wonder that when i see all this stuff with 4k tvs and i mean i've got a roku 4 that does 4k streaming i don't have a 4k tv to stream it to nor do you get 4k content nor do i get 4k content but i wonder you know there's all these things out there promoting oh well we're 4k you know we do this in 4k do people really even care at this point does it matter i think it does um but it's one of those hard things to quantify. It's like back in the day when everyone was saying, hey, you got to go 1080. Everything's moving to 1080. And it was hard for people to understand. Well, what do you mean high definition? I see my TV just fine. You know, I joked with someone, but it wasn't a joke. When I grew up, we grew up with a 20-inch TV that was across the room. No, oh, yeah. And that was fine because that's all we knew. And then all of a sudden, like, 1080 came out. And are you kidding me? There's just a night and day difference. It's painful now to go back and watch old shows that were recorded in 480, you know, back in the day before widescreen. And it's almost, you can't even tell the difference there. Well, now I'm sitting here with my new 27 inch computer monitor and it's a 1080. And I know what 4K looks like. And at this size, even 1080 isn't sharp enough. I mean, it looks okay. It looks good. But I've seen 4K. I know what it can do. If you've never yeah. seen 4K, how do you explain to that person what they're missing out on? That's true. That's that is true. 
Now, the reason I say HDR confuses me, HDR stands for high dynamic range. It's a trick with photography originally where someone would take bracketed shots. And I'm talking about the real old school way, okay? They'd blow out the exposure with the aperture, take another shot with standard, take another shot with the the aperture really small down. And they'd take the high levels from the dark picture and the low levels from the bright picture or vice versa, depending on what they were going for, and merge them down together. It's how you get those really cool shots that look just surreal of like a city at night where you can see the smallest light, but you can also see like whatever's happening in the sky. Uh-huh. You know, um, if we had HDR back in the 60s, then all those moon landing photos you see would be able to see the entire moon surface, the lunar surface, and the astronauts and the stars in the background. Or in the studio lot in Burbank. I don't know. HDR is awesome. It's great. And most phones can do it now automatically. But here's where it confuses me for video games. Video games are programmed what to show you. It's not up to the console to decide how to render it. The video game tells the console what to render. That's true. I didn't consider that. When you say HDR gaming, don't you just mean the video game handles it? I'm confu- I'm really legitimately confused. I'm not trying to be coy or a smartass or anything. I I am actually confused. I thought the lighting engine was something handled by the game, not the console. So yeah, I, I don't so know why too. this is being advertised by Sony. Because they can. <laughs> yes. And be- and because a lot of people probably don't understand, so why not? This one's in black. With blue lighting. Nice. Yes. Fancy. Um, let's kind of keep going through here. Zoner's information was hacked out of a porn site, uh, and it has now <laughs> proliferated across all the browsers. Yeah, you know, I'm happy to say this is another another hack that I hack Zoner is not in effect for. Um, but yeah, 800,000 browsers account, site accounts were exposed. And and I love the headline, in a huge throbbing hack. I misread this at first, and I thought it was 800,000 browsers' sites. I'm like, how many sites do they have? I mean, I guess oh, one for every kink, but holy crap. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. But apparently, um, there were 800,000 emails, passwords, and usernames attributed to accounts on browsers that have been leaked. So... If you subscribe to browsers or whatever, have an account there, you may want to be checking your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in other security news, in other hilarious security news, Warner Brothers has told Google they want a list of IP addresses taken down uh, because they are found to be pirating Warner Brothers content. This happens a lot, actually. And this it is does. not the first time where we found out that... Uh, um, you can find that most of those IP addresses actually belong to Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted the official pages of Batman the Dark Knight and the Matrix films to be censored by Google under the terms of the DMCA, which is hilarious because Warner Brothers owns those. Yeah. I said that this this proper this site is uh inappropriately copying our intellectual property. Yeah, well, it's the Batman the Dark Knight official site. We call that advertising. The poor marketing department is trying to figure out why their site keeps going offline, you know? You know, I just... 
I, I don't understand this. Um, somebody at Torrent Freak actually said, uh, Warner is inadvertently trying to make it harder for the public to find links to legitimate content, content which runs counter to their intentions. So, I mean, it's kind of like you've got some exec sitting in his office saying, oh, we've got to fight piracy. And some marketing guy saying, hey, we've got this website that's driving all this traffic. And they're like fighting constantly. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Somebody's got to figure out how technology works in the entertainment industry. You'd think. Um, In other fun entertaining news, Mario, you know, our very favorite racist Italian plumber stereotype, will soon be running on iPhones. Which is cool. It is cool. Um, But it's basically just Temple Run with Mario there. Yeah. But hey, we Um, like that. Yeah, I you know, I'm not as excited about it as... Mario fans are. iPhone fans are. Um, though it should be noted that Sega has been running actual ports on iOS for years. Yeah, and I mean, you can get, you can get Nintendo ports on Android as well. Yeah. But if this, were, if this were something a little bit different than just a runner, I would I'd probably be more excited. If this was more along the lines of Super Mario Brothers or, you know, Mario 64 or something like that, I'd probably be more excited than just a runner. You're just a killjoy, man. Dude, I freaking love Mario. <laughs> I love Mario, but I'm just, I'm not a fan of the style of game. Um, we may be looking at the end of Open Office. Open Office is, of course, the open sourced. Ver- competitor to office microsoft office which has always felt like it was stuck in 2005 i've never liked it i never have either but that's probably to be perfectly fair and upfront it's probably because i have access to a corporate account with actual microsoft office well you know i even prefer google office apps to open office yeah Uh, part of the problem is is and this happens a lot to nearly all open source projects they exist on the goodwill of the contributors. Mm-hmm. And if you run out of contributors, I'm sorry, the project's done. And that's what they're yeah. running into. They can't keep up with security flaws so much. And I'm not trying to suggest that it's their flaws even, but it's security issues um, that keep getting found and exploited in different things. And it's happening so much now that they can't even keep on top of it. And they're advising people sometimes to work around the security flaw. We suggest using a competitor's product for the time being. That's that says something. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, And let's and I've been holding this one off because I think it's kind of funny. So basis, the running company, right? They they make shoes, they make uh, running hardware and whatnot. They have a sport tracker, an activity tracker, a smart band made by Intel. The basis peak. We talked about it a few weeks ago. It was burning people, so they offered... And not like in a calorie kind of way, like an actual searing pain kind of way. Yes. The feel the burn was literally on your wrist. (laughs) Feel the burn, then watch it blister. Yes, feel the burn. (laughs) And run straight into a class action lawsuit. Well... The skin grafts are great for losing weight. Indeed, indeed. They take it from your butt, they put it on your wrist. So, win-win. Um... (laughs) My wrist smells funny, and the hair doesn't quite match. Um, (laughs) Yes, we ended the episode on a butt joke. Sue me. So, 
Intel um, settled with everyone and is sending out an undisclosed amount of money to anyone affected by the issue. Uh, problem is, when the checks got there, people have noticed that uh, they're being returned. The checks are bouncing. Which, it's hilarious. I, I actually worked on this beta project, and I, I can't go into too much with it. But I'll just say it was a freaking disaster. And I... I kind of am not surprised, in all honesty, that the checks are made out of rubber that they're sending out. You would think Intel... At least the checks aren't burning you. That's true. (laughs) But you may feel burned after, you know, you spend... I mean, these things were like 300 bucks to go buy, 200 bucks to go buy, and then they offer to give you your money back... And the check is not even valid. It just now. It I, I, I bet I know what's happened here. Uh, working with my comptroller at work can be frustrating, and a lot of things have to go into what's called cost centers. So I'll bet you money. Sorry, sensitive. Maybe it's too soon to say that, but I'll bet you that these checks were all written out of a certain cost center, so they could identify the profits and loss for the quarter and say, "Oh, well, everything out of this cost center was the whole recall issue." And yep. that someone in finance forgot to activate the cost center. So the checks came in. They tried to be uh, cashed by the bank, only to be said, oh, sorry, that account number isn't valid. I could see that happening. You know, with Intel, I mean, Intel's a big company. You don't expect something like this to happen. But it's kind of funny that it did. It's still hilarious and yeah, quite embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very embarrassing. Um, Into our favorites. Mine... Be forewarned, um, mine is something from a bad acid trip. If you have ever played the original Doom, then you've memorized that first level. Um, most people could find it for free by the time I started getting into computers. So, you know, 96, 97, you could find Doom, the first Doom, for free and play through the first level. And it was quite iconic. Well, someone took it and using like three different programs, they took a picture of Tim Allen from Home Improvement, his old 90s sitcom and his famous grunt sound effect, and changed everything in the game to Tim Allen. The walls are Tim Allen. The enemies are Tim Allen. The incoming fireballs from demons are Tim Allen. The ammo that you're shooting out is Tim Allen. Health packs, armor-ups, elevators, everything is Tim Allen. And everything is that grunting sound. (laughs) It starts off silly, and it gets just plain ridiculous, and at one point, you really think you're having a nervous breakdown, and you're trapped in a Tim Allen room. It is hilarious. I suggest you make it as far as you can into the video. And remember, he's just playing the first level. That's all. You can make it. (laughs) My favorite, uh, a lot of you have asked over the last little while about SD files, um, you know that I used to host a show uh, called SD Files where we talked about conspiracies and aliens and Bigfoot and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Well, I came across a new show today on Netflix called Conspiracy, and I highly recommend it if, if you're into that sort of thing. First episode talks about some different Nazi conspiracies, missing Nazi gold, um, Hitler not actually dying at the end of the war, you know, typical, typical everyday type of stuff. But it it seems to be fairly well done from what little I've seen of it, and it is very entertaining. So if if that's your cup of tea, then I strongly recommend giving it a giving it a watch. Isn't it everyone's cup of tea? 
Well, not everyone, because some people end up dead. Uh, fair enough, I guess. Okay, sure. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. Let's go with that. Okay, well, that is our episode this week. Again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Give us a call, 801-917-GEEK. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll check the site next week. We'll see if we have any uh, uh, spam comments in the forums. But uh, otherwise, until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.